0: everyone, and welcome to the Transform Your Confidence show. This is a show about holistic leadership and advocacy, and I'm your host, Raj Gurn. Here's a bit about me. I'm a longtime serial entrepreneur who specializes in mindset, branding, media, communications and marketing, and I firmly believe that great leadership and advocacy is predicated on the mission that everyone must benefit across the entire food chain. I'm an award-winning C-suite entrepreneur who has worked in the media and event space for the past 20 years with many Fortune 500, celebrity, and thought leader clients from around the world. At this point in my life, I seek to share my many insights and resources with anyone who wants to learn about holistic leadership and advocacy in a newly launched online community at the openchestconfidenceacademy.com where I've mandated my entire organization to provide products and services that center around knowledge, action, and accountability. My goal with this show is to pull back the curtain, I mean way back, to bring you insider knowledge and resources on how today's change makers are leading with intention and creating meaningful environments that serve everyone. I also want to help you reimagine what your life could be if you had a constant view from the top of the mountain. I believe that in order to get there and stay there, you need to learn from those who have a constant and unobstructed view of Nirvana. These are not just the usual suspects but the ones that sit in the middle of the volcano as the lava explodes through the top of the mountain. They are the crazy ones who change the world and they are the ones that I want you to meet. Are you ready? Let's go! Hey guys, thanks for tuning in for yet another exciting episode of the Transform Your Confidence show, where I'm so happy to see you tune in each week, either through podcast stations or on our YouTube channel at the Open Chest Confidence Academy. As I mentioned in my last episode, all episodes from now on will be themed per week. Week one will be on mindset and clarity. Week two will be on media and communications. Week three will be on branding and media. And week four will be on leadership and advocacy. Last week, we saw part one of my conversation with Belinda Jinta, who is a certified emotional kinesiology expert and an international mindset coach. We talked about many different mindset shifts And this episode is a continuation on that. The episode is called How Mindset Creates World Class Leaders. And here's part two. Over the past two decades that, you know, I've been in the entrepreneurial space, you know, in C-suite as a founder. Um, you know, those last 20 years have seen so much change because of technology and the communications industry. Yeah. It's, it's changed drastically. And I really? found, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and more so now, right. Like it just, yeah. you know, the, it, it's just consistently, you know, changing. And, you know, I have to say that the one thing that helped me stay on top of my game, you know, when it came to getting buy-in down my, you know, respective food chain, yes. you know, getting people, you know, to, Kind of be on this journey of change, right? Because technology brings about change, which brings about massive disruption in, you know, um, in organizations. And I've experienced that over the last two decades. I found this one, um, you know, mindset definition that I really kind of hung on to for dear life, and I want to share that with you, um, Belinda. Yeah. So it's actually, guys, it's from a website called verywellmind.com. So again, that's verywellmind.com. Um, the first part of it is um, they say that a mindset refers to whether you believe qualities such as intelligence and talent are fixed or changeable traits. Mm. I want to address that first. There's actually two parts to this. That's the first part. Belinda, let's address this one first. Do you believe that mindset is fixed, mutu- mutable, mutable, <laughs> um, I beg your pardon, or do you feel it's a bit of both? Like, what are your thoughts?
1: A bit of both. I think that we have a tendency as children to go to one or the other. There's been um, scientific proof from it. Um, to see if I have it right here, there was a whole book written a- about it, that when children were made made a choice to try something new or to stay with what's normal, it, it, there was a clear divide. Like there was an innate sense of whether to move ahead or not for these children. So I do believe that we are a little pre-programmed and we come kind of with, with one or the other. But I do believe over time that with proper training and proper skills and proper tools, someone who had a very fixed mindset can be able to, to acknowledge it, see where they're having a fixed mindset, and move into a beautiful growth mindset.
0: Mm-hmm. And that's interesting. Oh, sorry, please. Carry no, no, on. it's
1: okay. And I was just to say, so a fixed mindset is how, how I define it. There's many definitions out there, but to, to make it as simple as I could for my clients, it's really when when change is is introduced and whether it gets embraced or where it gets ran from mm. so someone with a fixed mindset likes everything to stay status quo. They love doing the same things. You know, I always tease my husband that he has a fixed mindset when we go to a restaurant, because he orders the same things from the same restaurants. I'm like, (laughs) you need to live outside the box. But like that, they like that they like ordinary, like the ordinary, they like the same. Um, So say technology gets introduced, they have an instant reaction to turn around and run.
0: Their instant Mm -hmm. reaction
1: is, I can't do this. I can't adapt. I don't know how. Where a growth mindset person would, would get introduced the exact same scenario, same talent, same background, say. And they'd be like, oh, I'm so excited to learn this new software. You know, can I dig in or do you mind if I like work on this at home and play around with it? Can you can you upload a trial for me so I can see what we're and they dive right in. So even though the task is difficult and it's the unknown, they, they have a sense of um, excitement where the other people have a sense of overwhelm.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: fixed if you think of it as overwhelm and growth if you think of it as excitement.
0: So the second part of that, just so I can uh, encapsulate it for everyone, what you just said there, um, Belinda, was a growth mindset is the belief that these abilities, i.e. intelligence and talent, can be developed and strengthened by way of commitment and hard work. And I think that's the piece that um, either will, you know, decide whether you will move forward successfully or not.
1: Absolutely. In any area of your life. Yeah. It it is that commitment to yourself. And that's why I say like my, my client success aren't my success. I hate even doing testimonials. Like I am the worst for asking for them and the worst for getting them because and then I, I get them and I don't even do anything with them. Because I believe that so strongly at my core because that person who had a fixed mindset had to make a decision and had to commit to moving into a growth uh, mindset. I couldn't do that for them if I tried. Right. You know, it, it is a, it is hard to change. It is hard to adapt to new things, but it is absolutely essential to your growth as a human.
0: Absolutely. Amen to that, sister. You know, that's wonderful. But let me ask you this. Um, let's just add another, you know, layer and dimension to that. So say, for example, you're in a work-related environment. Sometimes the fixed mindset is necessary. Other times the growth mindset is necessary. Can you, like, maybe shed some light on when one should be used over the other? Like, what should a person think of to know which one they should be using?
1: Great question. So if things need to be syst- systematically done in a business, then you need to follow the systematic way, okay? Okay. But when something new is introduced, or if you have found a way to streamline something or to make something better, to improve on an existing system, then that's when it's okay to, to move up to a growth mindset. So, you know, fixed mindset people, there's, they're not bad people. It's just they have that resistance to change. And it's like a knee-jerk reaction. But it actually makes them very good at like operational type of jobs. There is definite roles within your corporations where a fixed mindset is actually who you're looking for. You're looking for someone in operation, someone is systematic, someone that follows rules and follows examples to the T each time they do a job and they're, ecstatic to do it that way they like status quo they don't like much change and they like to know what's expected of them and they will do a fabulous job so we see this a lot in um say accounting often the rules don't change you know they're dealing with numbers you see this when working in factories and and on the floor in a factory where basically every time they go to work they know what's expected of them they do the same things that is fantastic for someone with a fixed mindset but if we're looking at um people who are moving up the ladder you're going to need someone with a growth mindset someone that can pivot someone that can be nimble and someone that can be flexible because just as you said Raj the only thing constant in business is change lately (laughs) (laughs) you know it's just uh, you're, you're up against change so much that if someone has a fixed mindset you having to battle that as well as the change would be a nightmare as you're bringing people up the corporate ladder
0: Absolutely. So there you have it, folks. Um, if you haven't been writing this down, I really suggest that you go to the Open Chess Confidence Academy YouTube channel um, or the Transform Your Confidence show on any podcast platform and re-listen to this. This is a mine for anyone out there who is trying to figure out what their next step is, yeah. how to better their next step, and even to kind of identify, you know, the difference between what they want for their life versus what they don't want for their life. And we've kind of focused this conversation more around the kind of work environment just because, you know, a lot of the people that come to me, it's around that space. And it's also a space that um, although there are many things within your personal life that factor into a lot of the things that happen on a professional Level And this is something that, you know, Belinda said right off the top of our conversation. Um, Oftentimes, we don't kind of know that that's what's happening. And this is where a mindset coach, especially someone who is um, in the area of emotional kinesiology, which is something that a lot of people don't even know exists. They don't even know what it is. It's something that Belinda pulls out. As that, you know, special something in her bag of skills when she's kind of in a place where everything mindset wise has been brought to the table, but the person still can't quite make the shift. So this is when she goes into that area. If anyone out there is just coming into the conversation now, Belinda, can you just tell people what emotional kinesiology is so they can kind of understand the wheelhouse around your mindset practice?
1: Sure, and I'll I'll make it really concise because it could go on forever, but really if you look at mindset as being dealing with all the conscious stuff, the stuff the client already knows they have, that they, they come to you wanting help with, where the subconscious stuff I deal with with the emotional kinesiology, when they're coming to me going, I don't know why I keep making the same life sabotaging choice over and over again. I I don't know why every time that promotion comes up and I can't even put my name in. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know what that is because consciously it doesn't make sense. So when there's something deeper that we just can't get with the mindset, that's when I pull in the emotional kinesiology and I go straight to our bodies. Our bodies are magical our bodies create other bodies. Like it is so, and the body always has the answer. Always, always, always. And I ask their body using muscle testing, what is going, and I do it long distance. And you know what I've done? I'm done trying to um, define that or being able to explain it. I don't know why it works long Mm -hmm. distance, but Mm -hmm. I can tell you after six hundred five or six thousand five hundred clinical hours coaching, it works every time. Wow. And we get to the bottom of what that is and where that pattern's coming from so we can move on. A lot of people don't realize that a lot of things that pause them in life or keep them stuck is not even their stuff. Mm -hmm. It's something they picked up from a spouse. It's something they saw an uncle do. It's something a kid said to them in kindergarten that they just took so dear. And you know what? The other people involved, the spouse, the uncle, the other child, wouldn't even remember the situation. But sometimes things just kind of get like a snapshot and then get put in our soul and wow. they can affect us later on in life. So we just really get all of our our own mind and our own thoughts and our own beliefs out of off the table and we really dig deep and find find the clarity that that person needs.
0: That is incredible. Guys, I don't know about you, but I'm getting some major chills right now. I feel like I feel like I, you know, I'm consciously becoming more, you know, in tune with listening to my body and to yeah. see if there's things that perhaps are going on there that have nothing to do with regular, you know, physical activity. It's really interesting, you know, how, 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 you know, we don't realize how different aspects that we don't pick up on are actually affecting us. And this is the reason guys, that you have to look into always, you know, being mindful and touching base with yourself and looking at the areas that you feel that you need help with. And, you know, being kind to yourself and saying I deserve better I need someone that can help me get there and this is why we go to you know coaches and consultants and healers and therapists and mentors depending on what it is we're looking to accomplish and and um, the mindset shift around, Why that's important is something that I hope now that we're coming to this part of the conversation that you guys really understand the value of. And yeah, I I actually want to go into a bit of a rapid fire situation. Oh, ready? (laughs) Yeah, with Belinda right now. Just you know, let's just kind of hit people up. Grab a pen and paper, folks, if you haven't already been doing it, because this is a good one. I want to ask you a few questions. So first of all, Belinda, what are the top three mindset shifts a leader should consider when buy-in is required from their team?
1: They have to really get real on where there is blockages in their team. They need to really look at where the skill set is, where they can improve it, and get themselves completely out of the way. A lot of times, as CEOs, we like everybody. (laughs) You know, I work (laughs) with one CEO, and she goes, I've taken myself completely out of the hiring process because of the fact that I, honest to gosh, love everybody. So my team does not allow me in the process to the very last two candidates. And then, you know, I can make a decision. So really being able to call yourself out with love and mm-hmm. set, set your ego down at the table and say, what is best for my corporation? And, and really, which is the hardest, is, is get yourself out of the way. Mm-hmm.
0: I love that. I love that. All right. Next question. What are the top three mindset shifts an employee should consider when looking to advance their career?
1: I love this one because mm-hmm. I can I can put myself back there, right, in your 20s when you're out looking for jobs or when you're in a job. And I, I really think asking yourself some powerful questions like, you know, even the powerful question, do I deserve a raise with my performance right now? Mm-hmm. Have I just been coming in and just, like, checking in and checking out and, and, and that's it? What innovative ideas have I brought to the table? You know, when was I last – getting myself out of a comfort zone and maybe volunteering for something in the company that I hadn't done before. You know, I think back to to when I was in corporate and I remember um, getting an opportunity to write an article um, in, in the company's publication that went out to, I think like millions of people because it went to alumni as well. And my instinct at first was like, No, (laughs) I've never written an article in my life. I had all these belief systems about who I was as a writer. You know, I I was in my role. You know, I had a fixed mindset at that point, but something in me told me to take the opportunity. And by pushing through that opportunity, you know, I got my first published work, you know, and it was such a gift. But I think that I could have been calling myself out before that and saying, you know, everybody thinks they deserve a raise or deserves advancement. But unless you can really put, you know, your stamp of approval, like, yes, I gave 110% every single time, you have to be able to really go there with yourself and dig deep.
0: Mm hmm. That's that's very powerful. And I agree with all of the above. So let me ask you my final one then. What are the top three mindset shifts? And this is a question I've asked a number of experts that have come on, that women need to make in order to ensure that their qualifications and experience speak louder than their gender and ethnicity.
1: First of all, forget that you're a woman. Stand up as a human. See yourself as a human and those around you will start treating you like a human too. So once you you kind of drop the title, you'll find everybody around you stops to drop the title. The other thing is we have been told to be kind and be sweet and be polite and not, not be modest, be all these things. No way, ladies. Get those stilettos on and those big girl panties and you show up and you sing your accolades because that. you need to advocate for yourself, because we're still not in a place of full inclusion yet. Many times we're still making less than our male counterparts, we still have work to do here. So by showing up and, and doing things in a way that the male populations doesn't expect us to, We have labels and we have, you know, people who think they know what what women do and how they behave. And, you know, we've all heard emotional, you know, cancel because of family. We've heard all this stuff. And when you show up and you are their counterpart and you are not letting any of those stereotypes touch you, that's when you go all the way.
0: Wow any women listening out there, um, you know, if you are not feeling the chills right now, then you need to replay this back because this was a chill moment. Um, It's something that I'm very familiar with, but listening to it out loud, it still gives me chills. Belinda, you are a wealth of wisdom. I could speak to you forever. And you know that we're going to be having you back on because we've only just touched this iceberg that is this conversation. But before I let you go, I want to ask you a little bit about kind of the role that spirituality plays also in kind of the mindset shifting that, you know, we look at today. And I want to ask you this is because spirituality plays a huge role in my personal leadership style, in addition to mindset and and, and a number of other things. And, um, you know, as I grow, so does my thought around my team Yes. And our collective work product towards fulfilling the corporate vision. You know, I believe that unpacking and healing comes from practicing spirituality. I really, really am an advocate for that. I'm proof of that. Yes. Um, you know, and I, and I, and I do this through administering daily meditation practice and, and dedicated reiki clearing protocol, because I'm also a reiki practitioner. And, and what I mean by that is that I believe that kind of that every day, looking after your wellness spiritually, in a world that is hitting you from every angle with its opinion on how you should feel, look, yes. you know, and and think about yourself and others, um, I think you know the only way to be able to kind of deflect that and stay within your zone, right, your lane or whatever you want to call it, yeah, um, is. To have a daily practice that looks after your spirit, the core of who you are as an, as, as an identity. So, what I wanna ask you around that, because I know that you are also a believer in that, um,
1: Belinda. And, and and that's why I'm where I am. Yes. You know, like I, if you look at the statistics, I should have taken over my parents' house in low income housing. Like that's what happens, it's a poverty cycle. Yeah. It'll break it. You know, like it, it, the, the stats are low. But it was that, that vision of something better. It was really being able to use the power of visualization to – and I continue to use it daily. And, and I, I thank Wayne Gretzky because he has a famous quote from years ago when I was a kid. And, and when he was interviewed by um, a sports announcer, he said, I see every puck go in the net before I even step on the ice.
0: My gosh.
1: And to this day, I think of him every time. And so I have lived my life by that quote. And thank you, Wayne, if you're listening, which I assume you are, because everybody should be listening to Raj's uh, podcast. Um, And if you know him and he's not listening, please forward it to him. But that was a pivotal part in my development where I had that aha moment, as Oprah says, and was able to say, wow, there really is power in visualization. So mm-hmm. visualization is, is so key for me. But as you said, meditation, nothing happens until you get quiet. Right. No problem can be solved. And if you use this um, kind of visualization, of, uh, you know, when you're in it, in whatever situation that is, you're in the mucky water. So if you picture yourself in a river and when you're standing in it, you know that when you're standing in a river, it gets all mucky and you can't even see the ground. But if you stay in it long enough, what will happen is the dirt will settle and you will hear the answers and you will see the clarity. You can see right down to the bottom. You can see the minnows, you can see the frogs, you can see everything in this lake, but it happens when you stay still. And when you get quiet, so every answer that you're seeking is within yourself. If you just get quiet enough and make that a priority daily to do so.
0: And, you know, I really agree with everything you're saying there, um, Belinda. It's interesting because um, a friend of mine who is very deep rooted in the practice of meditation, she shared something with me that I want to share with you and also with our audience here because it really hit home for me and that is she said to me that prayer is when you are talking to God and meditation is when he's speaking back to you.
1: I wholeheartedly believe every word of that and just from experience, mm-hmm. just from doing it. And and you know, I have my prayer time too. I have my scripture and I have the time where I read amazing works from, from visionaries around the world but it is before I get quiet and it is before I get my answers or I get my direction for the day. I get tons of engagement on my personal Facebook posts. And the only reason everyone's always like, how do you do it? Like from a marketing standpoint. And I'm like, first of all, it's not marketing. Um, Second of all, I write what comes to me during my meditation time. Because often I find it's not, just a personal message. It's a global message. Mm -hmm. And what happens is people see it and they're like, how did you know I was feeling that way? Or that so resonates with me. It's amazing the comments that come out of it, but it's not my voice. I'm just being that hollow vessel that things can come in and go out. And that's why I take no credit for my my client's success. My job, as your job is, Raj, is to stay as clear and as grounded as possible so that we can delay those messages and further ourselves and further the people that come in contact with us.
0: And those are the best final words to end off this conversation and this episode, folks. I just feel like having that moment to be able to breathe. And I know that, you know, those of you who resonated with this conversation, that you also had that moment where you just. Thank you. Yes. Thank you so much. Belinda, you are just a gem. Anyone that gets the opportunity to work with you is very, very um, lucky and is actually being called to work with you. Again, before we close out, can you share with anyone that kind of tuned in a little later on in the show, how can they get a hold of you?
1: Absolutely. So you can reach me at my website, which is my name.com, BelindaGinter.com at BelindaGinter at Outlook.com for email. And if you're old school like me and you don't mind a phone call here and there or a text, you can definitely have that personal touch at 416-705-7974.
0: Thank you so much, my darling. I cannot wait until the next time I have you on. I'm
1: excited. I'm invited back. <laughs>
0: yeah. Oh, my God. Are you kidding me, lady? You You are just a wealth of wisdom. And anyone that gets the opportunity to listen to you or to work with you is so lucky. It's going to change their lives. Once again, thank you so much, my dear. And I look forward to the next time we have you back on.
1: As do I. Thank you, Raj.
0: Thank you so much for staying till the end, guys. I really hope you enjoyed the show and will action the many insights that were shared. You guys know by now that I always say knowledge without action doesn't change a thing. And I really believe that because I've seen it time and time again over my years in the entrepreneurial space. If there's one takeaway that I want you guys to always take away each and every week, it is this that in order to create a bulletproof strategy, you must marry knowledge with action and accountability. Without these working together, when you hit an uphill battle, you won't have a net to catch you if and when you fall. Before you leave, I would love you to support me by subscribing to the podcast on Apple and Android platforms everywhere and at the Open Just Confidence Academy YouTube channel And please, if you feel this is of benefit to anyone that you may know, invite them to listen and subscribe also. I sincerely appreciate your support. And as always, I look forward to seeing you next week. Thank you so much for staying till the end. I really hope you enjoyed the show. Before you leave, I would love for your support by subscribing to my show and letting everyone you know know about it and have them come take a listen. I would sincerely appreciate you joining me at LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Search Raj Gurn and the Open Chess Confidence Academy. Until next week, I hope you continue to cultivate your own ecosystem so that everyone in and around it is empowered by your mission to elevate them all. See you next week.